Um, good early morning. It is not even quite 3 a.m. I have like a horrible case of insomnia. I worked all weekend. Um, I'm off tomorrow and I'm really hoping I catch a couple hours sleep because I have big plans this week. Um, the next few weeks I'm on all weekends and then I'm off Monday through Friday which I kind of had that schedule for a while and I liked it because with homeschooling it just seemed to work. Not that we stick to this traditional Monday through Friday homeschooling because really homeschooling is so, so much different than what people have currently experienced recently with the whole pandemic. You know, they were doing school at home. They were having to do things that somebody else decided they needed to do and standards somebody else set for them. And there's a lot of stress and you know, these time constraints that just don't exist in my world because, you know, we homeschool and set our own standards and what we want to learn. And there are no time constraints because we do it all year long, all day long, all week long. And um, but just for me to keep some kind of consistency, it kind of is nice to be like, oh, I have Monday through Friday off so I could do projects because sometimes when, you know, when I was working full time and maybe I would be on Monday, Tuesday off, Wednesday, Thursday, work Friday. It's just, it was hard. I just like having more days off in a row, I guess. I think a lot of people do because people will group their days at work to work like, I don't know, some insane amount, like eight days in a row to have like, you know, a week off. But anyways, uh, this whole week there, you know, we have all these books we want to read the kids were picking out, you know, what book we wanted to do with our tea time where we like read a book every day. Um, you know, Evan, we were talking about making homemade pasta. I actually bought him a pasta maker at Christmas cause he's really into cooking. And we were talking about getting back into like, I mean, we have been cooking home more, but then there was like a period where like, I think it was my birthday week. We were eating out like every freaking meal the whole week of my birthday, middle of June here, we were just eating out nonstop. So kind of getting back to our routine of waking up in the morning, making smoothies and having like a nice healthy lunch with like our grapes and hummus and naan bread and, you know, helping me get together dinner. Um, I did mention changes last week in my podcast and clearly with all the talk of homeschool, today's focus will be on homeschooling or at least how we do. But, uh, you know, some of the changes we had made are, you know, one of the things that I was super conflicted about was the boys, you know, with having the whole pandemic and not doing our usual routine, they kind of got used to not going to jujitsu and they've been in for like over three years and they just kind of, you know, they used to be like, Oh, I can't wait. It's five o'clock. You know, we got to go. We got to go. It's four 30. Let's get ready. It's five. Let's get in the car. And I would say over the past few months before the whole COVID outbreak, Max was like, I don't want to go anymore. I just don't want to go. He wanted to stay home. He wanted to play with his friends in the neighborhood. He just didn't want to go. And unfortunately, you know, his friends would get home from school, you know, in the afternoon. By the time they got the bus home, his one buddy got home at four and he had like 30 minutes to play with them because then he had to come in and get ready for jujitsu and then come home later in the evening, especially when we were in class, not till eight at night. Like he just, he missed seeing his friends. Um, whereas Evan still wanted to go, but with this now being home and he just, after a couple months, he's like, yeah, he's like, I really don't want to go back. So we kind of, one of the big changes is we, we quit going last week. We kind of let the instructor know we were putting, you know, our notice in that we're not going to do it anymore. Maybe in a six months down the road, they changed their mind, maybe next year, but 
I was kind of, you know, after doing it for so many years and meeting so many great people, it's kind of weird that that's like something that they're just not into at this moment. So we, we're not doing it. So I'm going to totally miss it. But that being said, I also know it's going to open up new opportunities for us, for things we can do as a family that we might enjoy. You know, we talked about doing more bike riding, more hiking in the evening. I've been running for a couple months in the evening and, you know, Mark gets home from work sometimes at five o'clock, you know, that's 5.30 on really late days. Some days he's home by 3.30, but just the fact that whenever he gets home, there's not like another thing we have to run to. We just have the whole evening to do all these different interests and, you know, including things we do with homeschooling. We can be working on in the evening. And I mean, one of the perks of homeschooling is we don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. and rush to get out the door to catch a bus or, you know, in a carpool. We freaking sleep in. It's almost like a second shift, sometimes third shift lifestyle. We uh, wake up at 10 or 11 some days, you know, and go to bed at like midnight or one. So it's always so funny because I know I've talked about this before, but people are like, well, how will your kid ever get a job if they're, you know, not waking up early? And I'm like, dude, like there's fucking three shifts at a hospital. A lot of factories have three shifts. Like a lot of places operate under three shifts because we're in a super capitalistic society that wants 24-7 access to everything. So, yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll find a job that suits their, you know, sleep-wake schedule just fine. Uh, but, yeah, back to the project things. I mean, I was just thinking of how many things that we enjoy doing that we just don't get enough time for. And one of the perks of being with the whole quarantine the last few months is you've had time to do that. I mean, I totally miss going to the libraries. I'll give you that. I really do miss going. Um, I've got like so many plans always on the back burner. Like we're going to do this this week. We're going to like, just to give you a little example, I read Hansel and Gretel. I mean, it's, we've read, I know we've read it more than once over the years, you know, like Grimm's fairy tales or, you know, different things over the years and different, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Like different variations, but we read Hansel and Gretel and we were, we were talking about the, how the lady lured him in cause she had a house made out of candy and this was last week and I was like, oh, you know, what would your houses be like? We kind of discussed what we would like our candy houses to look like. And, you know, I think Max was like, I'd have cotton candy on the roof. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. So then I kind of got this bug up my butt, like all of a sudden, because also as a backstory, I have not had a second car in like a year and a half. We have been a one car family for a year and a half. We finally like twice in the last year and a half got the Bronco repaired just to have it break down again. But it's been running for a couple weeks now. But I haven't had a car for so long. I am so used to just being home unless I drove Mark to work. And then we ran our errands during the day. Then I picked him back up. Like, usually I just wouldn't have a car. So I'm like, I forget sometimes that I have a vehicle to go do things. Plus, with the whole quarantine, we aren't leaving much anyways. You know, so it's just like, anyways, I was like, oh, we should like build candy houses. I'm like, oh, you know, I have a car. Let's get in the car and we'll run to a couple stores. And I've been trying to go to like Dollar General or like family, just small stores, not like Walmart. And But it's during the day too. Well, summer, so that doesn't even matter because there's still people out. But, you know, we had our whole masks on and I was like, oh, we can just run in and look for graham crackers. Those frickers were elusive. As I mean, I just couldn't find any graham crackers. I went, to, I'm not going to bore you like with, all the details, but I went to six stores, six stores to find graham crackers. And somewhere along that, it was like a PMS week. It turned into like a mommy dearest moment. If you've never seen that movie, it's pretty hilarious. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad, but it's a lot of great memes and jokes. If you've seen it and you'd understand my reference here in a minute, 
but like what was supposed to be super fun and Mary Poppins turned into Mommy Dearest because I'm like, we're going to get graham crackers, we're going to build our house, this is going to be a super fun activity after we read the book. And after like hitting six doors and being really fucking annoyed, I was losing my shit. I'm like, oh my God, I get the graham crackers and I'm like, we're going to go home, we're going to build these and it's going to be fun. You know, <laughs> like but I was a little bit upset. And so we get home and Evan's just like, mom, like maybe you need to like calm down for a minute and put your feet up. And I'm like, really? Like you think that's that's a good thing to say right now. I'm like, you know, but I actually did take a beat and just a minute to rest and be like, let's make it fun. Not crazy. I swear PMS is not good. I wonder how like teachers do all around the world. So, you know, they get PMS. I remember having teachers in public school that would be like a little more and not even, and I shouldn't say PMS because you obviously had male teachers that were also, everybody is prone to be in a bad mood and you're a little bit more abrupt or sharp with people. So Anyways, we get all the supplies back here. I laid them all out and, you know, Max is eight. So he just like knocked together his house and threw frosting and big globs and M&Ms and cotton candy and what have you, and then smashed it and enjoyed eating it. Evan was like a little freaking engineer and constructing like multi-layer, like multi-level floors. Like I was super impressed because his house held up well and he had like a walkway with M&Ms. Like it was really cute to see their finished projects and it ended up turning out okay. But it was just funny that like, how we all have these notions of this is going to be so great. And maybe it's just me and I have that horrible luck. And I always say we live Murphy's law, but like it just always turns to shit. Like, so I kind of, I almost, I almost hate to like think something's going to turn out great because I just, it's always just going to be funky. And it could be because sometimes it's my mood or something. It's just the universe just doesn't work out that way. So yeah, that they end up enjoying it. And we laugh later about, you know, my little meltdown over no graham crackers, but seriously, like six stores, no graham crackers. And somebody's like, oh, it's s'more season. I don't know. I just was like thinking in my head, like, what if like every store sold out of graham crackers and like, we didn't have them around till like Christmas time. And I, so then when I finally did find a store that sold them, I bought like a shitload of boxes thinking that like, you know, I not a shitload, I bought three, but like usually you only buy one box So buying three. I thought was excessive. Although with the construction of the gingerbread houses, we went through a box quickly. So now we've got two for the whole season for s'mores or whatever. But it just kind of, you know, I have to like tone it down with my projects for homeschooling because I do. I have these big plans. I've got like Pinterest boards and, you know, I write detailed calendar plans. And my whole spiel about homeschooling is I have been doing it. This is going into our ninth year because you figure I have a 20 year old. I started homeschooling with Miles and, you know, I mean, his was like off and on. Like I homeschooled him for fifth and sixth grade. Before that, he was all public schooled. Then he was in public school for seventh, eighth and ninth. Then I homeschooled him for 10th, 11th and 12th. And because the ages are so scattered of my kids, you know, I started with him. And then by the time he was in 10th, I want to say Evan was in kindergarten, I think. But um, maybe that seems right. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is my ninth year. We're starting homeschool. And in nine years, you learn that you never have it right. You learn that you're always tweaking it to make it work. There are years that like, you know, you have multiple surgeries and doctor appointments and kids with chronic illnesses and you're working around that. And you have years where you're working a shit ton of hours and then years where you're maybe not working so much. Um, years that we were taking, I remember we were taking care of uh, the kid's grandpa one year instead of like putting him on a hospice, we kind of all took turns. We went over every Friday was our day and we'd go over every Friday. We'd help take care of him, dress his feet, you know, cause he had some dressings on him, and just, I guess that's one thing I like about homeschooling is 
you're tailoring it around your daily life and what's going on with it instead of tailoring your life around their school and their schedule. So that's kind of where the freedom comes in. But I kind of like compare it to being a nurse. I have, I graduated in 2005 and to be a nurse. And so 15 years later, I am still learning new shit at my job. I mean, not only do, you know, based evidence-based practice, like we'll change things that, you know, oh, we did it this way 10 years ago. Well, now we're finding out this is better. So we change your practice as you should. When you learn new information, you should change the way you do things or the way you think because you have new evidence to back up something. And I think that that lesson will go a long way with everybody if they just put that across the board of everything in their life. Something you knew when you were five, you learned some new information and now you're 25, maybe you change your thought process a little bit. And it's funny because we're taught that in school, but I can promise you not every nurse I know or come across can do that. They just can't. Well, we always did it this way. Well, we're fucking not doing it now. And I mean, that goes with politics. That goes with like just religion, everything in your life. Like when you get some evidence that will show you something different, you really should just, I don't get it. People just, I guess, can't grasp that. But that being said, as a nurse, I learn something new all the time and things change over the years. And nobody ever questions like, you know, maybe you shouldn't be a nurse because, you know, you're not doing things a certain way. Like it's just... It's, it's a growing and evolving practice forever. And homeschooling is very much like that. Homeschooling and going into my ninth year, I just remember the very first year, I think most homeschoolers make the mistake of trying to create school at home. We get the textbooks. We get the desks set up. Some of us have a school room. Some people do the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean... And there are so many different methods. Are you Charlotte Mason? Are you doing like a classical way of educating? Are you doing an unschooling way of educating? A lot of us kind of fall into the eclectic kind of version because we're taking a little bit of everything. Well, I use classical education for teaching history, but I use more of an unschooling approach for science, you know, or so it's just, you know, Charlotte Mason, because we like living books, they call them. Like if you're reading Little House on the Prairie series, the big house, and what is it? Little House in the Big Woods or something. And like they're making, you know, the maple candy out of snow and maple syrup. I mean, because they're reading it in the book and they're doing it in real life. So it's just there's so many different approaches and so many different subjects and so many ways to learn that you can individualize it and tailor it. And every year there's something new that you're, you know, oh, there's a new thing out that somebody's using and... Some people are tried and true. Oh, what is it? Five in a row is like some kind of textbooks or something people used to teach. And we really love Saxon math. You know, we've been doing that forever. And then, you know, you'll read a new article. Well, what about doing it this way? So it, it's, it's after nine years, I just found that there is no one right way. And for somebody to think, well, how can you educate your kids if you're not a teacher and all I could think about is, well, how am I a nurse if like things are ever evolving and changing, you know, like you just learn as you go and you have building blocks and you build on those. So the building blocks are public school educated me and I have a college degree. So shouldn't I be able to teach to that level? You know what I mean? Like it's kind of comical that people always question your ability to teach. And I was public schooled. So if you don't think that public school can get me to the level to teach my child, shouldn't you be questioning the public school system? You know what I mean? Like nobody ever makes that next leap. They're just like, you have to have a degree in teaching. And I mean, I'm a nurse, so I educate people all the time. But yeah, it's just funny how scared people are of teaching their own kids, I guess. 
And it's funny that people think you need patience. You must have a ton of patience. I just told you I went fucking apeshit over not finding graham crackers in six stores. Clearly, patience is not a trait that I have. But, you know, it is something that I'm learning 42 years old. And I'm always, you know, my kids are right there like, hey, maybe this isn't a big deal. And then it's funny to have a child who's 11 tell you that. And I'm like, maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm annoyed he's saying it, but like, maybe he's right. So it's just kind of neat that we're all learning things together and that we're, I think if anything, I'm showing my kids that you can change all the time. You can try new things all the time. And I, what I really hope my main goal with homeschooling is that I foster a love of learning. I just want them to enjoy learning, not because they have to, but because they want to. And that is such a huge difference because when you have to do something, you're usually not as into it and you are not going to retain it. I can tell you that with 100% certainty for myself, I mean, I'm using anecdotal evidence, but I know there's research out there to back that up too. I mean, having to learn something that I just wasn't into as a kid, I didn't. I mean, history wasn't my favorite subject. And I could tell you that like I cheated on my final exam my senior year. I was writing answers on my leg and I had like baggy shorts on because it was all dates. It was all dates and you know, what date was this war and what happened here? And when I graduated and I went to nursing school, I didn't have to take, I took art history. I never took like a history class again, got my degree, never fucking needed history. Now as an adult, I actually enjoy it. And watching documentaries, reading books, I've retained way better as an adult because I was interested in it. So that's something that I try to work on with homeschooling. You know, we find what they're interested in and we work around that to teach them something. My youngest loves science. He loves it. So watching YouTube videos and watching documentaries and doing hands-on science projects. I mean, he's a kid and I think it was a year or two ago, we did that whole like constructing things like an engineer project for like with the egg, we dumped, threw it out a second story window and tried to see whose thing held up better that didn't have the egg break in it. Uh, we did ramps with his toy cars, constructing different ramps and watching the speed go and how, I mean, hands-on in the living room, making a mess. And that is how they're learning things. And I think it's way better than sitting with a book at a desk for eight hours and going through formulas. And it's, I mean, it's hands-on learning and a lot of people learn better hands-on learning. I mean, I think about nursing school, we do have clinical rotations, a couple days a week in class, a couple days a week, clinical rotation. And even after we get our degree, I am telling you, it does not prepare you for your first year as a nurse. Your first year as a nurse, it's terrifying. You're like, fuck, I'm in charge of these people. Like I'm just a baby. I barely know anything. But 15 years later, you know, I'm thinking I've got confidence to be like, well, why are you ordering this? Well, you know, what about this? And I have suggestions and I've got my own experience to maybe offer some information up that might be helpful for the patient's care. Like it's just, it's just a world of difference than the first year. And it's kind of same with homeschooling. The first year I remember being terrified. How do I write my letter of intent? And, you know, 15 years or nine years, sorry, almost nine years later homeschooling, I know my rights. I know how wonderful it is. And I have, it's so funny because people who don't know anything about it still, you're still going to, and you hear the same remarks, you know, what about socialization? How can you teach? What if they're into physics? And it's like, people don't know how to outsource anything. <laughs> like, you're just like, really? You know, we figure it out. We find a way. Kids are smart. They figure it out on their own too. So I kind of think it'd be great if everybody was doing it, but I also understand there's not everybody who wants to do it. And you, you kind of have to want to. We build our lives around making sure that keeping the kids home and homeschooling them is our priority. 
and I should say keeping them home because before this whole quarantine, like we were out every day. I almost think the kids are enjoying this quarantine because these last few months, I can't remember when we've just relaxed for a few months. Um, I actually was going through my memories like about oh, 2012. So it was probably eight years ago. And I was homeschooling Miles because he was 12. I had a teething baby. Max was like what, four months, five months old. Uh, and I had a toddler, Evan, who has potty training. So working, homeschooling, teething baby, potty training, uh, and the moody, you know, tween. And in my Facebook memories, I'm like, fuck, like, who did I like wrong in a past life to have to deal with all this shit? And now I'm looking at how far I've come in that time frame eight years later and how much more confidence I've gained in all those areas of my life. And again, it's just, everything is a learning process. And I think homeschooling and having my family home and going through all those things has made us stronger as a family unit. I think we all are so used to all going our separate ways. Everybody goes off to work. They go off to school. We see each other maybe at dinner amongst all the extracurriculars, maybe have a weekend or two a month we hang out and maybe the couple months in summer, a week here at Christmas, a week here at spring break. I mean, it almost feels unnatural that we spend more time apart than we do together. And with homeschooling, we spend a bulk of our lives around each other and even the boys, like seeing Evan and Max, how close they are. I mean, I, I know I see brothers and sisters and everybody's close, but there's just something about like, I don't know. I just, I notice the difference when they're out at places and you see other siblings interacting and they're just, I mean, do they fight? Of course, but they're, I, I wish I could put my finger on how it is, but they're just so close. Like they're, it's just really sweet. Um, I think I lost my train of thought because I've had no sleep in so long. <laughs> I am, oh yeah, I'm almost up at 24 hours straight here, 4 a.m. It's 3 now, but I mean, at 4 a.m. I'll be up for 24. And this is like a super long podcast already because it's like 21 minutes, but I will fucking talk about homeschooling forever. I think this only goes for 30. So yeah, this might be my longest one. And I do, I, I'm so pro homeschooling, obviously, but I try to like not, I think it can grate people's nerves like anything. Like if you're super religious and you're like, oh my God, I'm a big Catholic and you talk all about your stuff and it can rub people the wrong way. Cause they're like, well, I'm not fucking Catholic. And I think it's bullshit. Like I kind of feel that way about homeschooling. Like I'm very pro homeschooling, but I'm usually careful to be like, well, it's not for everyone. I mean, I think, I think it's great, but like, again, it's not for everybody Not everybody can do it. And I know people, well, I work full time. It's like, well, I work full time multiple years. Granted my full time's three 12 hour shifts, but when my kid was in public school, I made sure to work every Friday, Saturday, Sunday so I could be helping out at the school, do the homeroom mom bullshit for Monday through Thursday. He had Boy Scouts Monday night. Like, I think I've always tried to work my work schedule around being able to spend as much time with my kid as possible, at least my oldest. And then I, with homeschooling even more so with the younger two, I've also tried to work it. And Mark, I mean, we, I think we just made decisions over the years to work as little as possible not have credit cards, you know, like go without a car for a year and a half. Um, you know, just make these financial decisions with like a foreclosed house we bought. So we wouldn't be beholden, you know, I'm not like, shit, I better work, you know, 40 hours plus a week so I could pay this super expensive house, my two cars, my multiple credit cards, keep the payments low just so we can get by and maybe have a little money for like one vacation a year. And then God forbid I have to have surgery and I'm out of work. I could lose everything. Like I never wanted to be in that position. We both didn't. So we made decisions years ago to just 
do things as cheaply as possible, all our decisions are based on can one of us work part-time and live the life we live? And the answer is yes. It's been difficult. We've had to let things go over the years, but like with both of us working, you know, we could pretty much stay afloat. We're very lucky. But again, it's because we made those decisions years ago because homeschooling was such a priority for us that I know, and Mark does it. I definitely do more of it, but, um, he was skeptical at first. I think in over the years, he's seen how great it's been. Now he's like a super big advocate for it. He's like, Oh, it's fucking great. But again, I always have to make that, you know, I get that not everybody can do it. I don't think it's better. I just think it's what's best for us. Like, so for me, yeah, it's the best thing in the world for somebody else. Maybe not. Um, you know, it's, it's just, I kind of feel bad that it's getting a bad rap because so many people in the last few months are like, this homeschooling stuff's bullshit. I can't wait. They better open the schools up in the fall. And here I'm so grateful because the whole quarantine wasn't that big of an adjustment for us. You know, a lot of people were depressed and anxious. It wasn't, I mean, we missed the co-op things, the hanging out with friends, the library meetups. It's not that big of a difference. And because I was used to already homeschooling at home, it wasn't like I didn't have to go, oh, man, this teacher wants me to fill out this and do this work and get online. I didn't have that bullshit. I just got to do what we normally do. So like for people to equate what they're currently doing with homeschooling is a little bit annoying for most of us homeschoolers because it is not, you are not doing the same thing. You are doing public school at home. You are on somebody else's time schedule. You're doing what work they want you to do. And that is not the life we live. And it's, I feel bad that homeschooling is getting a bad rap. Because what you're all doing totally would suck. If I had to do that, I wouldn't want to do it. If that's what my impression was of homeschooling. Instead, it's getting to read Hansel and Gretel and make houses in the middle of the day and make meals together, meal plan, talk about the health and nutritional benefits of food, watch documentaries, play records and learn about music. Max playing the kalimba in his room and the guitar. And, you know, Evan talking about computer programming things and, you know, doing science experiments and pretty much anything and everything we want to do when we want to do it and just enjoy learning all day. That is really what we do. We ask questions nonstop. Like everybody's kids are inquisitive, but I'm telling you, my kids at a whole nother fucking level. Like we were taking a walk and Evan was asking about the construction of bridges. But with homeschooling, you got to jump on that shit. When they ask you a question, you have to be ready to dive in. Because if you're like, oh, in a minute, mommy's doing laundry. And like 10 minutes later, I come up. I'm like, what did you want to ask about? And he's like, oh, never mind. He's on to the next thing. But if you catch him, like, and you can go for an hour or two. Oh, you want to talk about construction of bridges? And then you're making like toothpick and marshmallow bridges and watching documentaries and looking up what's the longest bridge in the world, you know. And there's cover bridges. There's the suspension bridges. There's lift bridges. And... You know, it's just, that's a whole history lesson and you're doing math and you're doing, it's just, and there's art. I mean, there's so many subjects you can cover with something that just a simple question your kids ask and you get led down these little rabbit holes. So it's kind of my whole spiel about homeschooling, what I wish people understood about it and how unique and amazing it is. I mean, believe me, like I said, nine, this is my ninth year going into it after this summer, even though we're still doing homeschooling currently now. We're kind of an all year, like I said, all it's you're learning every day. There never really is a break. I mean, I take a few months off a year here and there just to like not have anything planned, but they're still learning that month. It's just, I guess as the years go on, I pull back more and let them just enjoy learning what they want to learn, if that makes sense. Because again, I try to start with school. You need a grammar lesson. You need spelling. You need this. And, you know, I have like a list of nine things I cover every day. And over the years, I realized that just by them 
being interested in learning about things they want to learn about, you are covering all those areas. You are covering spelling and grammar and your daily discussions. You're covering every subject. You know, you don't have to sit down and I'm going to discuss the war of 1812 today. And that's what we're going to learn about. Like, no, you know, they're going to ask about like, who's Napoleon? And then you're just going to start going into a rabbit hole, learning all about that. So you just have to trust in the process and see that it works. I think we're also terrified somebody's going to start quizzing. You know, you're 11, so uh, you know multiplication division, right? And it's so funny because we so don't ask like public school kids those questions. Like, so how's it feel to do active shooter drills where somebody could crash into your school and kill you at any moment? Like, I might start fucking asking people that because people do love to quiz homeschoolers. I might start asking them some fucked up questions, you know, like about their public school life if I keep getting that shit thrown my way. Um... But so that's kind of my spiel, just things I was thinking about and just a lot of homeschool posts I'm always on every day and, you know, what we're currently doing with the whole pandemic and a lot of new people are thinking about homeschooling. So I guess if you are thinking about it, hit me up. I'm always clearly this is my longest podcast to date because I love talking about homeschooling and I'm not judgmental because I know it's not for everybody. So if anybody's listening this long still, I think I might've like, I think people prefer when I talk about masturbation, but that's okay. You know, I'm sure, look at, I mentioned it. There's one mention, but, uh, definitely a homeschool podcast. And, uh, you know, I might check in later this week and let you know what things we've worked on. I hope everybody has a good day.